0: Well, before we do get started, I do want to once again encourage you to support our listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. Uh, this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners, and I particularly want to thank Craig and Nancy so much for their support. We'll send along access to the premium site, as we do uh with all donations of $7 or more. Plus, as we do during the listener support campaign we'll send along an additional thank you gift with a donation of $20 or more. Among the items that we do have available, I've just actually uh, added one, and uh, it is a collection from BBC Radio, Poirot's Finest Cases. Eight um, full-cast BBC uh, radio dramas, uh, fully dramatized stories, um, starring John Moffat as Poirot, the ABC Murders, after the Funeral, Death on the Nile, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, Murder on the Orient Express, The Mysterious Fair at Styles, The Peril at Instance, and Three Act Tragedy. And uh, we'll send that uh, set uh, 15 hours of entertainment from the BBC uh, direct to you for a donation of $100 or more. Uh, so that is added to the list. Full list of available items at support.greatdetectives.net. And uh, y- uh, you can also donate there. You can mail in a donation to P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. Be sure to have... Checks made out to Adam Graham and include your email address or mailing address uh, if you'd like to receive extras that are listed on the site. All donations need to be either received or if you're mailing it in postmarked by March the 9th. right. well now we're going to welcome back an old favorite to yours truly, Johnny Dollar. We're seeing once again the return of Meg. Meg first made her appearance back in the serial era of Johnny Dollar. Back in late September of 1956. Today's program originally aired November the 10th of 1957, and the title is The Alkali Mike Matter.
1: From Hollywood, it's time now for. Johnny Dollar. Ah,
2: it's a joy to me heart to be hearing the voice of me lover boy.
1: Meg McCarthy.
2: Listen, how could you? Well, from so far away and so long ago, now answer me that.
1: Oh, Meg, I'd recognize that soft, dulcet voice of yours anywhere. How are you? Oh,
2: Johnny boy, I've got trouble.
1: And where are you, by the way? Port Hopeful is the name of the place. Port Hopeful, huh? You just can't stay away from the sea and chips and sailing men, can you?
2: And whose leg would you be after trying to pull now? <laughs> port Hopeful, Nevada.
1: Nevada? Right
2: out in the middle of the desert.
1: Well, what are you doing there? And why do they call it a port?
2: There were the very same identical things I'll be telling you when you get here. And if you take to my advice, you won't waste no time along the way. There's trouble out here. Insurance trouble.
1: Oh, what company?
2: Western Life and Trust, they calls it. The very same identical company that's insured the life of this blessed man what's laying dead at my feet.
1: Dead at your feet? Meg, you... You don't mean... Just
2: a You're by way of implicating that I done him in. You're just an evil minded, suspicious young. Oh, forgive me, sweetheart boy. Huh? Well, you was worried about me, wasn't
1: you? Well, certainly, of course. But
2: but me skirts are clean. Now, will you get moving and come out here?
1: Uh, Well, it kind of depends.
2: Oh? And just what kind of fancy double talking is that supposed to. Oh, no, you don't. What? Get your dirty, thirsty, conniving hands up. Meg, what's the matter? Me. You... Well, I guess I was wrong, Johnny. I guess I am in trouble. Now.
1: I'll grab the first plane. Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. The Western Life and Trust Insurance Company, San Francisco office. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the alkali Mike matter. Expense account item 1, 375, telephone call to Bill Kemper at Western Life and Trust, who talked only long enough to order me onto the first plane for the coast. Item 2, 153.50, transportation on a late evening flight to San Francisco. Item three the next morning, 425, cab from the airport to Bill Kemper's office in the Lawson Building. Ever hear of Alkali Mike Murphy, Johnny? Yeah, sure, Bill. Uh, At least I think so. Isn't he the kind of legendary character who found so much gold somewhere out here? Over in the Black Rock Desert, Nevada. Yeah, a place called Port Hopeful? That's right. The original Alkali Mike had been the skipper of a sailing ship before he got the lust for gold back in the last century. Yeah, well, what about him? Finally found it. Plenty of it. Out there in the desert, near the little town of Winnemucca. And? Built himself a regular palace out of rocks from the nearby mountains. Named it Port Hopeful. Settled down to spend the rest of his days enjoying his money. But then he died. Legend says it was suicide. Yeah, well, what's that got to do with you or me or the company? Alkali Mike Murphy, Jr., his son, who spent the last 40 years living there. But now he suddenly died. And how he died affects payoff on the insurance policy we wrote him. Oh, how much? 200000 straight life. Ah, wow, we oui. Beneficiaries? Two nephews, one niece, and an old housekeeper, all sharing equally. Provided, of course, that one of them didn't help him on his way to the great beyond. And you think maybe one of them did? 50000 apiece is a lot of money, Johnny. Which one? I'll grudge it's only a hunch. But if I were you, I'd make a pretty careful check on that housekeeper. Meg McCarthy? She's an old... Yes, what do you know about this McCarthy woman? Oh, plenty, Bill. And you think my hunch is right? No. Why? Because if it is, I'll handle this case for nothing. But according to the police officer. What's over there... more, I'll quit the insurance business. <laughs> item 4, 1320, cab to the airport, plane fare and incidentals to Reno, Nevada. There I rented a car, that's item 5, and headed north and east on Route 40. After about 165 miles of nothing but sagebrush and cactus, I pulled into the town of Winnemucca. I dropped off my bags at the motel Winnemucca, then headed for the local police headquarters. I was introduced to a Sergeant Otis Framley. There's no point in driving out to Port Hopeful, Mr. Dollar. We've got the number one suspect right here. Picked her up last night. Her? Meg McCarthy? Right. And you suspect her of what? Murder she didn't poison old Alkali Mike, I'll eat my shirt. Then you'd better decide right now if you want it baked, boiled, or fried. Where is she? In her cell. Come on. You mean you've got some reason for thinking she didn't do it? I know, Meg McCarthy. Yeah, but don't you see she's the only one who was anywhere near him? Besides, look at the motive. Yeah, suppose you tell me about it. Well, she's only been out there at Hopeful taking care of him about six months. Yet she gets under the skin of the old codger enough to make him turn over a big hunk of his insurance money. And that takes care of motive, huh? Well, doesn't it? Let's go talk to Meg. Mm-hmm. Look, she's a pretty tough customer when if she wants that's to be, so Frank you... Frank, you... She's a pretty tough
2: customer. And if you silly, stupid income poofs don't... All right,
1: you... Meg, take it easy. Oh,
2: take it easy. If you blink an idiom, think you can keep a decent, self-respected lady. I said
1: take it easy. And
2: I say, and I... Oh, Johnny, darling. Me ever-loving boy. (laughs) Hi, Maggie, old rascal. sweetheart, I know you'd come to save me out of this horrible place.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well, that pretty much depends on you, on what you're able to tell me about this whole thing. You bet I'll tell you. Only, only Johnny. What's the matter?
2: Sure, I'll tell you. All I know, and it'll be the honest truth, Johnny Boyd, but don't you see The only evidence I can give is enough to hang me.
1: Meg?
2: Oh, Johnny, I need your help. I need it back.
1: Act Two of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now, Act Two of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar and the Alkali Mike (laughs) Matters. Sergeant left Meg McCarthy and me alone there at the jail in Winnemucca, Nevada. And she told me all she knew.
2: Johnny had just plain got fed up with all the noisy, roistering, drunken sailors that used to come to my fancy cafe back on the East Coast. So when I heard that Alkali Mike Murphy was looking for a nice, quiet, respectable lady to be his housekeeper out here in the peaceful, quiet desert, I took the job.
1: You've been out here about six months?
2: Yes, Johnny boy. And me and Alkali, we just got along Fine. I cooked good meals for him when we played cribbage together in the evening. And I got me a real bang out of keeping that old palace of his all neat and tidy for him.
1: Yeah, sure. But now, Meg, I understand he named you as a beneficiary of his big insurance policy.
2: I told him I didn't want it. And besides, I have plenty of money of me own from selling off me cafe back east.
1: Do you know the other beneficiaries?
2: Huh? Do I know them? Them nephews and that niece. And... Just hanging around, waiting for him to die these last 20 years. That's all they've been doing. Except maybe Edgar. Edgar? Edgar Murphy, the oldest navy, the nice one. she's had a fine job over to the bank in Lovelock. Uh, any others? Margaret. Oh, she's a disgrace to me, fine old name. Playing around with every Tom, Dick, and Henry she can get her hands on. Looking for the one with the most money so she can snag him and live the easy life. Where is she? It's for Danny. Well, he's another no count. Then is time harsing around and gambling. Where are they now? At the Port Hope, but where else? Each of them trying to chisel the others out of all the fine furniture and old silverware and lovely china. You know, when the estate gets settled.
1: it's never... All right, it. Meg, all right. If I'm going to try to help you, there are some things I have to know.
2: I'll tell you everything, Johnny boy.
1: <sighs> How did Alkali Mike die?
2: Poison, the doctor said it was. In something that he ate.
1: And who could have given it to him?
2: Ah, uh, there's the trouble, darling. Huh? I was the only one with him. I was the only one ever touched his food.
1: could it have been poisoned before it was brought into the house?
2: No, never. Everything I bought for him and me come from the markets right here in Winnemucca. Besides, Johnny,
1: I always had the same
2: things he did.
1: Even the day he died.
2: Yes, even that same fateful morning. Well, did the doctor say what the poison was? Yes. Quintanagin? Quintanogen. Yes, that was a sulfur or something.
1: Quintanogen sulfonate?
2: Yes, it it uh, stands for sulfonate.
1: Now, that's strange. Because if I remember correctly, that's related to one of the old Indian arrow poisons.
2: Ah, but, Danny, there ain't been no Indians around here for
1: years. At least the wild ones. Look, Meg, I want to go out to that so-called palace, Fort Hopeful, but I want you with me.
2: What,
1: only how can I get out of
2: this jail? Let
1: me worry about that. It took the help of a local attorney that sent him five, a hundred bucks. But I managed to get Meg out of the clink, as long as Sergeant Framley stayed with us. That is. We headed out across the desert over a road that should have been traveled only by jeep. And finally, after about 60 miles of it, we came into a bare rocky valley. And there in the middle of it sat the palace, Fort Hope Hall. Only should have been called...
2: It's a beautiful spot, Johnny Boy. There was an
1: atrocity, a huge, rambling jumble of native stone badly cemented together. There were almost as many doors sagging on their hinges as there were windows. As though the whole place had been put together one room at a time. Windows were set in at cockeyed angles, and most of them were dirty. Three fairly new cars were parked out in front. The uh, relative daller. I've been here ever since the old crew died, like a bunch of buzzers. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, come
2: on, let's go in. Yes, and see how they've messed up our lovely palace whilst I've been languishing myself away in that hooves car. Hey, look, Sergeant, if old
1: Alkali was murdered. Of course he was. How else would he get that poison? Well, how about these relatives?
2: That's what I've been trying to tell these hair brains. All right, all right, Meg, please. These bird-tailed idioms around here seem to think I'm the only one. Meg, shut up. Yes, dearie. You know I love you when you talk to me like that. Just like my dear departed husband got Yes, yes,
1: all right. Well, what about it, Sergeant? You mean his own kin? No, no, Mr. Dollar. People out here in this part of the country have too much respect for their own kin. Even when there's a lot of money involved? Yes, I even go so far (laughs) as... What do you mean, Sergeant, bringing that killer back here? Well, it's it's this way, Edgar. Yes, Sergeant, How dare you. Now, look, it's all perfectly legal. Legal? This woman killed our uncle. Now, look, will you? Mr. Dollar here is an insurance investigator. Johnny Dollar? That's right. Oh, I have heard about you. Well, I haven't. I'm Margie. Yes, and believe me, Edgar,
2: everything will be all right with him here. Won't it, John,
1: Willis? Uh, oh, I'm sure it will. Well, we'll see. Uh, you want to come in? What
2: do you mean, do we want to come in? You think we're going to stand out here on our seats all day? Why don't
1: you drop dead? Oh, blatter, Scott. All right, Meg, come on, come on. To Dan Johnny. Here. Uh. Incidentally, where's the other nephew? Danny. I'm Danny Murphy, Deller, and I agree with Ed. You've got no business bringing that old witch that murdered our uncle back into this house. Oh, that's all? So? He had no business ever being here. Chiseled her way into his affection so she could cut in on whatever dough he'd leave. And then to make sure he'd leave it in a hurry, she knocked him off. Uh Uh-huh. Wouldn't that same reason make all three of you want to see him out of the way? Now, just a minute. just take it easy, Danny. What do you mean, take it easy? He's practically accusing us of killing Alkali. If the shoe fits, Danny boy. Why, you dirty... You lay
2: one hand on Johnny Dollar and I'll tear your eyes out from limb to limb, huh? Okay, Meg. Meg! Yes,
1: darling. Mr. Dollar's right, Danny. Margie, and you know it. You know it as well as I do. Sure, we wanted him gone. We wanted his money, that insurance. If Danny here hadn't talked him into that insurance, we wouldn't even have that to look forward to. Well, can you blame us, Johnny, for not wanting her to share it? But she will, unless you can prove she killed your uncle. What's he ever done, knowing him for only a few months, to make her deserve a share? Margie, I suspect Meg is the only one who showed your uncle any kind of care and consideration in years.
2: Well, what did you expect of us?
1: Mr. Dollar's right. Why kid about it? Heaven knows she deserves his money as much as any of us, whether we like it or not. The fact remains, Dollar, somebody killed our uncle. And you've all carefully made sure that Meg would be suspect. Well... Yes. Joggy. Look, I'm going to play a hunch that maybe he wasn't murdered at all. But the evidence, Dollar. What evidence, Sergeant? He was poisoned. Yeah. All right. We'll accept that. But I'm still going to play that hunch. (laughs) Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the Alkali Mike Matters. Now, look here, Dollar. We know that old Alkali Mike was poisoned. That isn't murder. What is it? Have you ever thought of suicide, Sergeant? Suicide? Oh, of course not. This money-grabbing old Diddy here did him in. Now,
2: just a minute,
1: Margie Murphy. Sure. Why would old Alkali ever commit suicide? I don't know, Danny. Disappointment over you three, his only relative. He paid no attention to us. Or was it the other way around? You paid no attention to him. He didn't want us around. Except maybe Edgar. (sighs) Well, offhand, I can't say that I blame him. But he did welcome the care and whatever affection Meg may have given him. Yes, Mr. Dollar, that's true. She was after his money, that's all.
2: I told him I didn't want his money. And if you don't shut up, you little
1: squirming, conniving... Meg.
2: All right. Johnny bye.
1: What are you looking so thoughtful about, Edgar? Suicide. Old Alkalide's father chose to go that way. Yeah, I know. No one understood why. He had everything he wanted, money, even this so-called palace, this atrocity that he named Fort Hopeful. You mean he had no more reason to take his life than your uncle? Well, that's what I mean, Sergeant. How did his father take his life? By drinking poison, an old Indian poison. Quintanagen sulfonate.
2: Oh, no. Oh, the cup. What? The old cup that his father
1: used. What are you talking about, Meg? Come
2: here, all of you. Come here in the dining room. What for, Meg? In here, where he keeps all the old silver and China and brickety-brack. Here. Now, look here in the China closet.
1: There, the cheese. That cup or mug on the top shelf, Dollar. Is that the one his father used to drink the poison? Yes. But it's never the used, sir. Oh, no. No,
2: he's there. That's where you're wrong. What? Oh, St. us! this is terrible. What is it, may Get oh, to the point. Yes, surely, but it scares me. Well? Every night after his dinner, I'll tell you, God rest his poor soul. He'd have his whiskey from one of the clay mugs on that shelf, a different mug every night. Yes, that's Except true. Except that never would he touch that one. The lavender one. But the what? Called it the death cup. Only he joked about it. But then the night before he died, he talked about it again.
1: Let me see that mug. Well, I'll get it for you. He
2: said it was making a superstitious old fool out of him. Here. He said his father drank from it and died. But that he would bring from it and live. That he'd show he weren't superstitious about it. Oh.
1: Good heavens, okay. look here. And I'd hard to drink for him. What is a Dollar? Yeah, what, what is it? A... Your... The heavy deposit in the bottom of this mug. Hard as a rock. But still the poison? yeah. Same deep purple color of quintanogen sulfonate. Oh. After 40
2: years? Oh, I tried to possible. wash it out, Johnny, before and after she used it.
1: Oh, water wouldn't touch it. Oh, that's
2: why I thought it was part of the clay. But the alcohol
1: in this whiskey would. Oh. It released enough of that poison to kill it.
2: Oh, if only I'd have known.
1: Police took a long time over this one, but they finally reached the same conclusion I had accidental death. So, the relatives will collect the insurance, and Meg, bless her heart. But I'm afraid that mere money will never take the place of a friend, Alkali Mike. Expense account total, including incidentals and fare back to Hartford, $525 even. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
0: Welcome back. So good to have uh, Virginia Gregg uh, back uh, in the role of Meg. Uh, The Meg's Palace matter is one of my favorite of the Johnny Dollar serials. Not because of the strength of the mystery, but because of Virginia Gregg's uh, performance. In that story, she just elevated the story to uh, being something great doesn't quite do it here, just because of the limits of the format. And Meg is just, I think, a very special character, though. Even in this story, because it'd be easy just to have them as a flat uh, stereotype. But there's a little bit more to this character. And uh, I guess the one thing about the limits of this episode is she has to move so quickly between moods to get it all in. While in the Meg's Palace matter, she had more time to make it uh, play out. Though I do have to say that scene before they discovered the glass where everybody was essentially saying the same thing or something similar about his uh, relatives being uh, good for nothing and Meg only scheming for... uh, Alkali Mike's money. I was expecting somebody to say, okay, let's go ahead and uh, go through this again. Uh, Johnny taking the case for a real life insurance investigator uh, perhaps could come off as something that would be called the conflict of interest matter. Uh, but the one thing about Johnny Dollar is he has shown himself willing when a friend uh, commits a crime, let alone murder to still do the right thing and bring him in. Otherwise, working for an insurance company to investigate... A murder where your friend is both a suspect and beneficiary? Not a great formula. The solution sounded pretty realistic, though a little bit surprising. I guess if there's a moral to the story, uh, before assuming that something is just a superstition, uh, if it's a bit obscure, maybe you should make sure there's nothing uh, behind that superstition. I do hope we get another episode with Meg and Hopefully, it'll have a happy ending. Both, in both stories she's been in, she's had a bit of a tough time of it. Right. Well, on to some listener comments and feedback. And we have this from John. Uh, he says, just want to say how much I enjoyed the podcast. I'm a blind person, and the old-time radio shows really mean a lot to me. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks so much, John. I appreciate your comment. Glad to be of service in that regards. Uh, then a comment regarding episode 1501, The Three Sisters Matter. Uh, Bobby Lee says, I actually like the fact that Johnny did not have any closing remarks. It showed the case really got to him. Well, maybe, but uh, another listener had a, a comment, very succinct, short, um, regarding this episode. And uh, I I tend to think that the length of the episode may have had more to do with the lack of the closing uh, remarks. You know, I continue to get uh, shocked that uh, how little time we have compared to previous episodes to actually uh, tell stories. It's the one unfortunate thing with this era of Johnny Dollar. Um, I... I'm actually uh, glad, though, but I've still found the episodes to be uh, enjoyable. Which I wasn't too sure of, because I heard at least um, one episode of Johnny Dollar from 1958, where all of these acts kind of ruined it uh, for me. And it just wasn't that good of a story to start with. And then some of the episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel... Uh, from the same era, really hurt by the uh, limits of all of these commercials and the short length they have to do an actual drama. But I found these still to be entertaining, uh, with little bits of character pieces, uh, Bob Bailey's acting. And I continue to be impressed by just how much uh, entertainment they get into 19 or 20 minutes. And you have to say, you had a good creative team with Jack Johnstone heading it up, a lot of great character actors available, and the star really pulling this thing together week after week so that it still be something that would be entertaining and worth listening to. All right, well, that will do it for this week. We will be back tomorrow with Dragnet, and join us again next Friday for another episode of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Be sure and support our listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. For listeners in the U.S. or Canada, for a donation of $100 or more, I'll happily send along. Uh, one volume of the Who is Johnny Dollar matter. It's John Abbott's exhaustive guide to this series, uh, complete episode uh, log with synopsis, um, some fun facts about most episodes, and plus a um, a listing of what happened in lost episodes for those shows that were recorded in Hollywood. Volume one contains the pre-Bailey era, volume two, The Bob Bailey Era, and Volume 3, The Post-Bailey Era. And we'll send you one volume for a $100 donation, or if you uh, if you uh, donate $250, we will send you all three volumes. A full list of available items is at support.greatdetectives.net, as well as instructions for mailing. In the meantime, uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.